Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by successful business people who also deal with the pain and frustration of chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Today, we're talking with someone who gets it, who gets what we talk about all the time, who understands what we go through and deals with it herself on a lot of levels. And I just think today's interview is going to be a really eye-opening one for all of us. So everybody grab a pen and paper to catch any wonderful aha moments you might have and sit back and enjoy the conversation. We are talking with Chris Knowles today. And Chris, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and we will go from there. So tell us who Chris is. Uh, Sure. Uh, Name's Chris. I am the Chief Visionary Officer of TNT. We launched in 2008 during that recession after I was laid off three times in one year. Uh, At that time, I was young and thought I knew everything about what it took to run a business, um, which you never know what it takes to run a business. Uh, So then about seven years ago, um, I I suffered a traumatic brain injury and slept about six months of my life. So uh, pretty awesome to have a team around uh, me to, to still run the business. When I was able to start physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and all of that, I still didn't have use of my right hand. And I own an accounting business and we do bookkeeping for folks. So wasn't really able to use the 10 keypad. And we had to the team, the team had to make accommodations for me. So empathy is very high and strong within our team. Uh, And then three years ago, I was rear-ended. And then two years ago, I was rear-ended. And so living with chronic pain, it's just a journey as you're trying to raise a family and be a wife and be a leader and be a mentor. Uh, So I just, I'm really, really honored to share this to hopefully normalize it a little bit and make it a comfortable space for people to talk about that bringing your whole self to work is your true self and and it makes you happier to live that kind of life. Yeah, you know, uh, again, welcome. I think our stories are, are, while the reasons behind our chronic illnesses are different, I was in a really bad car accident, a hit and run car accident. And it took them uh, six months to figure out I had broken bones and torn tag- you know, torn ligaments and tendons. And from that point on, the minute they did the surgery to fix that, um, I contracted something called complex regional pain syndrome, which is extreme nerve damage. And there's not a minute that goes by in my day that there's not horrible, horrible pain. So, you know, I, I think we both deal with and understand the the wonders of pain. <laughs> but, um, and I do actually think of these sometimes as wonders because so much of what has happened to me since the accident and six, since getting sick has really been eye-opening and has caused me to create an entirely new world for myself. You know, I think it has for you as well. Has it not? <laughs> yes, yes. And you're even aware of how 
much the world doesn't accommodate people with um, different needs. My hand and arm was paralyzed and I was walking with a cane with the other hand. How do you open up doors? And I never paid attention to that until I was in that situation. And people just blow by you or you're in your wheelchair and, and, and scooting along and people just cut you off, not even paying attention. Um, and again, that was stuff I never thought about before I was in that space. So the world's just not really set up for people with, with different needs. Yeah, you know, it's funny. And one of the reasons why I actually turned my podcast from what it was into one helping, hopefully helping to support people, women, business owners with chronic illnesses is because uh, a year ago, two years ago, I went to a podcast conference in Florida. And I wasn't in my electric wheelchair then. I was just in um, a regular wheelchair that my husband had to push. And we were in the basement or the first level of this huge, big conference center. Thousands of people at this thing in the middle of this vendors area where they were selling everything under the sun. My husband had put me into the back of one of these teeny tiny little breakout rooms and he had to keep me out of the way because I was in the wheelchair and he had gone across the entire football field facility to go to a different breakout session. Fire alarms went off. Oh gosh. And I could not get out of this room. I was in, there were people everywhere. They were sitting, they were standing, they were on the floor, they were everything. And everyone was all rushing to get out of this little bitty room. And I have no use of my right arm as well as very little use of either one of my legs. And you can't crank a wheelchair one-handed, you know? And and then I'm thinking, all right, how am I going to get out of here? We're in the basement. There was no, they had not thought one thing about how do you take care of people who may not be two-legged, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't get anywhere. Finally, my husband got to me and he got us pushed out of there and luckily it was a false alarm but you know that makes you start to think I've got to make an entirely different way to run my life because people don't in your right people rush past you you know they don't stop to open doors I'm sitting here trying to use my feet to hold open the doors I'm getting a wheelchair in and yeah and it was like I I had just mentioned to you um I don't feel good today and I had thought about perhaps maybe rescheduling the appointment but I had done that with somebody once and we don't know each other so I don't know how you deal with things. And when I had tried to reschedule an appointment with someone earlier this year, they got all upset and said, well, obviously you're more important than I am. And so we'll just forget the whole thing. And I'm going, I don't want to go through that again. I don't want that stigma you know, put on me that, that just because I don't feel good, I care more about myself, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know, I'm going to do the interview, come heck or high water. And, you know, sometimes that just, that's hard. And we have to understand that we have to be open to new things. What are your thoughts? Yes, uh, I think you've gone through a lot. And hearing your wheelchair story, it's um, 
when people panic, they only take care of themselves. So us figuring out and advocating for ourselves and how to be independent ourselves is a huge thing. That takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time to figure out what that, it takes a lot of cost that people um, sometimes don't realize. But yes, figuring out how, how to advocate for ourselves. And so with you wanting to reschedule because you felt sick, um, I think, again, it's the whole empathy thing. It's how you phrase it, though, and how soon you cancel. Um, and I, I, I don't know much what to say on that, um, except being transparent is the greatest thing. If we're coming on a podcast about people with disabilities and um, taking care of each other and creating a empowered and empowered environment for others, hopefully hopefully we have a little bit more care and support for those that we're chatting with. Uh, for our team, there will be times where um, my migraines from my brain injury just get too bad and I can't, I can't come out of my room and I'm sleeping on ice bags. And there was a time where I would just power until the last minute until it would completely knock me out for days because I didn't want to inconvenience people. And now the moment I start getting the aura that a migraine is coming or the tooth pain that the migraine is coming, I'm like, sorry, please clear my schedule for the next couple of days. I, and, and sometimes we tell people and sometimes we're just like something came up. Um, but in emergency situation where life just can't happen, all of the people that partner with um, TNT know that I have a traumatic brain injury. I don't oversee a lot of the stuff. I'm only, our team only limits me to mentoring five people, um, which is healthy, that's smart. Uh, and that's not where my time should be spent anyway. But um, with those people that I mentor, we have a very close relationship. Like we even close out calls saying, I love you to each other. Like, so they were fighting for each other's greatest good. And they can tell, Hey, Chris, like you're off. Maybe take some time, take care of yourself, come back because we're, we're all here to support each other. And I think from one entrepreneur to another entrepreneur, we know what it takes and how hard it is and the daily grind and the humble hustle that we all have to do. So it just adds an extra layer having a chronic illness. A lot of times when I'm talking to people and I'm asking them um, if they'd be interested in being on the podcast or or trying to share with people the kinds of things that I do in my training programs that are specifically formatted for women with chronic illness, they'll go, oh, yes, I have something. But I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm just going to push through. I don't let anybody know I don't feel good. I, you know, it's just, it's just all nobody's business, but my own. Is that healthy when you're running a business? <laughs> That's what society's made people say. Is it healthy? No. Uh, that's just the norm that nothing's supposed to knock you down. And as soon as you get knocked down, you got to get back up. And um, as a boss, especially as a woman, being feelings and having emotions just gets amplified all the time. Um, so even as women, we have, we fight against our very nature sometimes to show up as business owners. Yeah. It's not, you know, uh, you don't normally hear uh, a man say, well, I'm taking the day off because I don't feel good. You know, you don't hear that in the business world. So I think we think often if we say that, then we're not 
not it's not necessarily as good as but we're not on the same playing field as men and we think to ourselves we have to be doing everything exactly as though we were men and i think we need to embrace the fact that we are women and that when we're running a business um we do look at things differently and we want to be more um open and willing to take care of ourselves and the people around us. There's a, that's, that's a loaded statement there. I think that um, culture has made masculinity pretty toxic too, where they would very much love to take a mental health day or a sick day. Uh, They're deemed as weak if they do. Uh, so we, we do have men that work on the TNT team and if they need to take a mental health break, we encourage it, you know, even looking, my oldest son is 15 and looking at how the world is already shaping him to view masculinity versus feminine femininity. It starts so early, so early. My eight-year-old, the same thing, um, girl, she's very short hair cut. Um, and whenever we go anywhere, people think she's a boy. So she's learning at a very early age. That's a loaded statement there, I think. Um, I think that culture, United States culture has just made it so you go, 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 go. And there's there's glory in always being busy versus, nope, I own a business and I only work 20 hours a week. I worked hard and had to learn a lot of lessons to go from the entrepreneur hamster wheel to the 20 hour a week. Um, in that there's no more saying, oh yeah, I'm on all the time. I I answer my emails all the time. I don't even have email on my phone. Like when I'm off work, I'm off work. And, and that's the team that we've set up. So, um, I think that that is where we are. We have to draw our own boundaries for ourselves and not worry about what other people say or feel because those aren't our people. That's not our tribe. And we have to stop caring about that. It's hard, harder to do than what the words are coming out of my mouth. Uh, but that really is what we need to do for our own mental health. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to get you to get you to say was that, and I and I totally agree with it. The Business Success Unlimited Patreon page is now live. Patreon is a simple way for you to contribute to this podcast every month, and in return, you'll get exclusive benefits such as a monthly live Q and A with Nancy and a business book club. If you're interested in becoming a VIP, we would really appreciate your support in keeping our independent production going. You can find a link to our Patreon page at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Thank you so much. And it is hard. It's we have been trained so well for so long by the world around us that we have to be. Yeah, and it's hard enough, I think, for women uh, you know, to say I'm a business owner. One of the things that I fight against all the time working with women is just that, you know, well, I want to have a little bit of money for myself. And as a financial person, you probably understand this better than most. You know, there's there's a difference between bringing in money and having a profit. And <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> And, you know, so many of the women that I run into say, well, you know, I'm a business owner. I made $200 this month and I'm going, how much did you spend? (laughs) You know, but then they think, 
you know, well, I have, again, it's this, I have to work because there's either, I'm going to take the time off because I don't feel good. And if I don't make any money, I don't make any money. Or the other fact that no matter, I've got to make this money, no matter how I feel, I've got to work. There, there's got to be some sort of a balance in there, I think, but I think you've got to understand what does make what does being a business owner mean? And then we have to look at how society treats us as women business owners. Yes, uh, you can. Well, on the podcast, you can't see, but um, <laughs> I have purple hair and I fight very hard against cultural norms of what an accountant is supposed to look like. When we first launched TNT, we were accounting and HR. Um, and we get, I would get comments all the time because when we first launched, it was just me. And then three years later, we, we brought on first employee and, and now we're up to several big teams. Um, I get lots of comments like you don't look like someone in HR, you don't look like an accountant. Um, and even when we would go places in our, in, in our logo, logo gear, my husband and I, people would always ask my husband, oh, what's your business? And my husband, bless him, he would just say, oh, I'm just the arm candy. It's actually my wife's business. So um, he would redirect it pretty quickly for a very long time. Um, that is how it is. Or people talk about your little business or your little side business. Um, and I don't care who you are. If you're a solopreneur, if you're an entrepreneur with teams, um, you are building something. And uh, I just love that you brought up the revenue versus bottom line because we mentor multi-million dollar businesses who are in debt who are negative on their PL. Um, and then we mentor businesses that have lofty goals to make sure that they're doing profit sharing with their teams and they're paying above market wages and that yes cool they're bringing in money they don't really care um they do care. I'm going to rephrase that. They want to make sure that um, they're taking care of their team. So if their profit margins aren't quite so high, that's okay because their team is engaged and that's the impact they want to have. It's not just turning money where then you do have the people who want the passive income. Um, and that's a whole different type of entrepreneur that we don't work with. We work with owner operators. So, um, so yes, love that, love that conversation. And people are afraid to talk about money. They love to come out and say, Ooh, I made X amount of dollars. And then when you do ask them, well, what was your bottom line? What are you preparing to scale for? And they're like, I don't want to talk about that. Or I've never been taught that. So I don't even know how to do that. Um, I'm just excited about this. So uh, celebrating that all the time because making sales is, is hard and it's, it's hard it to is. Do. And, and if you understand the difference between the two, I think that's a huge step in the whole business knowledge area. So I, I think that's great. Um, you know, I, I love the saying that says, well, I've got to have money because I still have checks in my checkbook, <laughs> you know? I, I think that just is, but I've actually known people who were that way. And taking that a step farther, you get people who, again, not understanding the difference between, you know, revenues and profit and all that. I'll say, what are your goals for five years from now? 
And they'll look at me and they say, I can't even decide what I want for dinner tonight, let alone five years. And that's not real good for the bottom line either, is it? No, I think, though, that, again, it depends on what type. If you're talking about a solopreneur who or MLM company owner, that they really are only looking. They haven't thought out because they created the business out of convenience or need. Um, not really a purpose or a passion for life. Um, so I hope nobody's offended by saying that. And a lot of times if you're in an MLM, it speaks to you in that moment and what you want to do. If you're in an MLM, that company has the vision, that company has the 10 year and the five year. And so you are in it for the ride with that company. You don't really have to think long-term. You think you don't have to think long-term, but really, if you do, if you want to make something and build a team, building out the 10 year, the five year, the one year, the 30, 60, 90 days um, is instrumental to your business, whether or not you have a disability or whether or not you're a woman. So Because the bottom line is whether you've got a disability or not, running a business is the same, I think. But when you have these additional challenges going on, you have more things you have to add into the mix. But you've still got to have the basis of what it means to have. And I work with entrepreneurs. I, I, you know, I do not work with MLMs. I do not work with, I get really frustrated when I get into a group on Facebook and these women are saying, hey, I want to start my own business. Somebody tell me what I should do. (laughs) And I see that all the time. And I go, no, I, I can't do that anymore. I did it for a while and tried to, tried to help people figure out what it was they really were good at and what they wanted to do. And I went, no. So I work with businesses who've been around for five or 10 years and they at least get, you know, what it means to, to be in business. And, and that's hard. And I know the last question that I'm going to ask you before we end the conversation is in your application, you talk about stress and how to alleviate stress in the financial realm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Yes. Um, For you, you, what I heard was that you like to work with business owners who have gone up and down the mountain a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. Um, So managing stress as a business owner and someone with a chronic illness is complicated because I personally um, am am conflict averse. Uh, I, I, I think I'm really good at it. I thought I was really good at it. And then it turns out that I'm, I'm quite a passive aggressive human where I say things and I think people are going to read between the lines or I make a facial expression and think they're going to pick up on that. Um, And now that we're on zoom conversations for a lot of things, that's, it just doesn't work. So I realized that I really wasn't good at those conversations. Uh, so it's it's been fascinating as, as I lead a team and I, I have one-to-ones or I'm doing mentor sessions via Zoom um, to have these conversations. So what I've really discovered over the last six months um, and really put into practice is that when I go into a Zoom call and it's going to be one with high challenge is that I'm going to make the agenda for that call pre 
call. So um, letting whomever I know, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. Uh, this is what I am feeling. I don't say this is what you did and this is how you made me feel. I say this is what I did. And then I map it out usually at a time of day that I know I'm feeling good, which is typically morning. Um, by the afternoon, I'm just drained and, and I have a little bit less passion, passion or patience or um, even the emotional capacity to have a difficult conversation. So that has been a big thing for those that um, I work with or I oversee. It's same thing in my family. When we're gonna have a conversation that's gonna be one high stress, we schedule it in. We just don't have it in that moment. So, so I think that's been really, really powerful for me um, doing that. And then when it comes to money, every mentor session is one of challenge. There's just no way about it because entrepreneurs, they're incredible. They're brilliant. They see needs and they can fix it and they can look at something and go, that's what it's going to cost. We're going to do that. And then when you try to replicate it or scale it, you can't because they don't really know what they did because they're so competent at it. They just did it. It's like breathing to them. So um, when you have to sit back and pull pieces to them, that's draining to them. So you have to make sure to figure out when they are feeling their best and schedule that in. So we just make those reoccurring financial sessions reoccurring at the same time, because that's going to be a challenging conversation for them. Not for me and not for our team, because we love to do them. So, th so those would be the main things. And then talking with you a little bit earlier about the spoon theory, highly recommend this to anybody who has a chronic illness or pain or anything like that. Looking up the spoon theory is a game changer in my family because you want to be normal, quote unquote, normal and fill your eight hour day like every other person does. Just when you do certain activities, they drain you more than, quote unquote, the normal person, uh, able bodied. So I think that the spoon theory has been just great because by the end of the day now, when I get done and I come home, my husband's like, are you out of spoons? And I'm like, I'm negative three, probably. So he'll move things around on his schedule to take care of me. Or I'll email my team and just say, hey, whatever we had planned tomorrow, I probably if we have a like a quarterly planning or something, a big budget for a, a big company coming up, I'll be like, hey, can you handle this without me? Because I'm negative spoons and, and they all get it now. So it's it's common language in a non challenging way is great when you're setting your teams up for success. And I know, guys, we've talked on the show before about spoons. And if you're interested in learning more about it, you can Google it. You can go back and listen and listen to the previous uh, podcast that we did on spoons. It's a fascinating concept and really makes a lot of sense once you dig into it and understand what it's talking about. So I appreciate your mentioning that because it, it does do a lot to help people that need it. Who is your ideal client? Ideal client, owner, operator. Um, and then for our interim CFO, our ideal client is any business that has 350K to 10 million. So anybody typically that works with us is going to spend on average between 12 and $24,000 a year. They need to have the the mindset mindset that investing in their financial freedom and their interim CFO is where they want to spend their dollars. And that's really the ideal client. 90% of who we work with is women, women-owned businesses. 
And then the awesome dudes that we, the men that we work with are all about empowering women and making sure that the equality is, is working their way in. <laughs> That's Peter <Catherine>. Bell. <laughs> Wanted to make an appearance. She, she needs to uh, photobomb me every time. <laughs> awesome. She's a goof. Um, how would somebody get a hold of you if they decided you are exactly the person that they want to work with? How do they, how do they reach you? Oh, appreciate you asking. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram and Google TNT LLC on the World Wide Web and we'll pop up. And then our website is TNT Dynamite because we blow up debt. I love it. That's fantastic. Well, listen, thank you for taking this time out today to share a little bit about what goes on for you and your wisdom and your knowledge about running businesses while dealing with the challenges of chronic pain and illness. I really appreciate it. Uh, Everybody, I hope you got a lot of good information. You took some good notes there. I know I did. We will be back again next week. You can hear us every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. And if you have any thoughts for today's session and you want to ask questions, go ahead and send us a message. We'll get back with you. What would you like to hear about in the future? Let us know that. And until next time, y'all get out there, be productive and soar higher. Take care and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye, everybody.